Hi everyone, this is Sue Painter with The Confident Marketer. You can find my website at confidentmarketer.com. And this time for the weekly peep show that I do with my buddy, Marnie Marcus. I'm just waiting for Marnie to join us and um, we will soon be on the air. So uh, today we are going to talk about list building because a lot of the questions that Marnie and I get from our clients have to do with how do you build your list? How do you get more traffic to your website and so forth? And we're going to be talking about how to use content marketing uh, to, to do list building. So I'm hoping Marnie will join me here in just a minute. I wanted to let you know that we're always well, happy to take your questions and you can um, pose a question for us by typing a slash Q in the question box and it'll pop over here to the left-hand side and we'll be able to see the question because sometimes we don't see it over on the right-hand side where the chat roll is. Also, if you like what we're saying, we appreciate it if you uh, uh, tap the little hands clapping in the uh, little box so that you can give us props and that way we'll know that we're on the right track and we're talking about things that are useful to you. So, um, Let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about content marketing and what it is while we're waiting for Marnie to join. Uh, for one thing, um, the kind of the trend in marketing on social for the past, gosh, year or so has been to use content to engage people and to help and to begin to build relationships with them so that they know you and they know who you are and they know what you do and they understand that you are good at what you do so that you're starting to build that know, like, and trust uh, message. Um, so, and I just got a message from Marnie saying she will be right here. So she should be here just shortly. So using your content, which means blog posts, it means paragraphs or little blasts that you put within social media. Uh, it means videos that you might do. Uh, it means um, tweets that you might tweet out. It is really using your content, your knowledge to engage and start conversations with other people. And um, an example of that for me is I'm a regular blogger. I've been blogging at least weekly for years and years and years on my confidentmarketer.com website. There's tons and tons of tips and resources on the blog. And so that's one way that I uh, that I end up with content that markets out and lets people know who I am and what I do. And I think Marnie just visited us. I'm hoping. Marnie, are you there? Looks like she's trying to be there. Hey. <laughs> ah, there she is. Hello, Marnie. How are you? Pretty good. You doing all right? <laughs> okay. So um, I was just explaining a little bit to people who are viewing us about what content marketing even is and why it is that you and I know that it's a good way to engage people who might want to do business with you and to help build that know, like, and trust factor. So I'll just um, stop right there and see what you want to add to that little quick introduction about content marketing and list building. Uh, well, I'd say content marketing really has been around since the inception of the internet, really probably, um, I mean, we were using article marketing back in 96 or uploading. I used to upload things to bulletin board systems. I don't know if anybody knows what those are, you know, <laughs> uh, but um, so I think, I don't think it's going to go away. It may change the form 
and the way we do it, but I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's something that's here to stay. It's a, it's a way to educate and inform people and prep them, pre-educate them to eventually buy from you or, you know, whatever you're wanting to have them do, take action in some form or fashion. And I guess one thing that I want to point out before we get too far down this, down the road of content marketing is just like any other kind of list building and just like any other type of marketing that you might do, you have to know where you want to aim people for this endeavor to do any good. So if you're just putting content out there and you're not driving people to your website or driving people to a special offer or to some kind of an assessment or some type of a checklist, then you're not actually putting a call to action along with your content and you're not pulling people into your prospect list or your marketing funnel or your marketing pyramid or your, um, your funnel system or your value ladder, whatever it is that you call it. So that this, the whole purpose of content marketing is to let people know who you are and what you do, build the know, like, and trust factor and engage people who might want to eventually do business with you. So you have to always know where it is you're trying to lead people, not just put content out there for the sole point of putting content out there. And that's what I see people often doing. I'll get complaints. Well, I've been blogging for, you know, three years and I've never gotten a client off of it. And then I know right away they don't have a marketing funnel put in place. So Marnie, you want to have anything you want to say about that? Yeah. Um, well, I kind of go back to the way, I used to promote things like on idea marketers. I had experts and we used their content and we would um, really put them out there in a big way because we had just tons of traffic. And when um, an expert would come to me and say, Hey, I want you to promote me on, mm -hmm. my, on your site and everything. And here's this content. One of the things that I would look at is, well, about two or three things I would look at is I'd look at their website and see if it looked professional. I would yeah. look and see if they had some kind of freemium thing, some free thing that where people could get onto their list so they could start building a list. And I would look to see if they had a product funnel, whether they had some way to, I mean, if they're just selling coaching or just selling consulting some or some high ticket thing, um, a lot of times it just wouldn't work for them. And it didn't matter how much traffic that you could send somebody. If they didn't have those three things in place, it was not going to be worth their investment. But if right. they did, then it was. Mm -hmm. So that's good. I agree. And you're saying basically the same thing I'm saying. You've got to have something in place in the back end of your business to support the content that you're putting out. And sometimes people ask me what type of content it kind of in a little bit of a way depends on what kind of business or what kind of industry you're in. But what you want to do think is you want to give people short, succinct um, stepping stones or bullet points that showcase your expertise and what it is that you have to offer that can help people solve the problems they've got either in their life or in their business, depending on whether you're a business to consumer or business to business provider. So it is really you start thinking about your content and think about what is it that I want people to know about my expertise or about my business or about the offers that I make and about what I know in my industry. What are the things that I could help them with and provide content that will be useful to them and that will showcase that I know what I'm talking about. That's really the framework around what you want to build all your content about. Yeah. And I think, um, you want to build content that 
pre-educates them in a way. So like if before somebody's going to buy for you from you, they need to know X, Y, Z, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for example, if, if I'm going to, before I'm going to teach somebody how to create a product, yeah. they first need to know what they might create a product out of. Okay. Yeah. So I could pre-educate them on how to select and I do this, how to select, a product to create, how to know which idea to follow through on that I can give away for free and my pre-education. And then I save the actual meat, you know, of the templates and everything on how to do it. That goes into the paid program. But a lot of times people are giving away their paid stuff back over here in the free end. And then they're wondering why nobody's paying them or they're scared to give any, anything substantial away up at the front. And so people, they don't ever hook people enough to get them to eventually buy. Let's talk about that a little bit. Cause I get that question a lot. Um, I do give away a lot online and Marty, I know that you do as well. You know, that's one of the ways that you and I put ourselves forward and build visibility for our businesses. And I sometimes get the question, well, my goodness, um, you know, if you, if you give away everything, you know, quote unquote, then what do you have less to sell? And it isn't really a matter of giving away everything, you know, but there's nothing wrong with being generous in showing people the breadth of your expertise and what it is that, you know, that might be helpful to them. Um, if you, you might hear the emergency TV thing in the background. It seems like they're just running a test and apparently our TV is on for whatever reason. So sorry about that little beep in the background. Um, so it, it, I really have never, usually when people come to me and they say they don't want to give away content because they're scared that, you know, they'll give away too much. It's they, they don't have a full understanding of who they are and what they have to offer. And they're coming at their business from a little bit of a fear-based perspective. And that's not a good way to build a business. So I don't know what you might also have to say about that, Marnie, but that's, being afraid to give away the content. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think it's a scarcity mindset <laughs> really yeah. what it is. Yeah. And, and you're kind of assuming that, you know, so little that you could give it away that yeah. fast. I mean, really, if you don't know <laughs> any more than that, you don't have no, you have no business being in business. Yeah. I think what it is is you're undervaluing the uh, the basic information that you do know that people don't know at all that they would need to understand before they would purchase from you. Mm -hmm. You're making assumptions that they understand things that they really don't. Um, right. You know, it's you got to go back to the basics and say, OK, before somebody would buy from me, what would be some questions they would have? What are some things they need to know about themselves or about their situation? I mean, a lot of times people like let's say a coach comes to me and they say, well, I help people uh, who are going through um, dysfunctional have, or in dysfunctional relationships. Okay. Uh, deal with those. OK, so, well, the person you're assuming the person knows they're in a dysfunctional relationship. They may not. They may think it's totally normal. So you could create a whole breadth of material around how to identify if you're in a relationship that's not good, you know, yeah. and what it might be. And okay, now you got buckets to send them into after that. It could be abuse or it could be, you know, manipulation or it could be whatever, you know, I mean, 
then direct them into your material appropriately, maybe with some assessment of some kind would be a good pre-education piece. And people would feel like they're getting a really high value. Um, you know, I, I know I read a book before I got decided to get a divorce. It was like uh, two. How is it <laughs> too good to leave too bad to stay? Uh -huh. And it was 50 questions to ask yourself. And if you answered yes to any one of them, you needed to get out kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that kind of prep material before you would go and work with a person on how to deal with their relationship. Yeah. Um, I just want to stop for a minute and uh, thank everyone who has joined us. I see some familiar faces. Looks like Nancy Camden is here and a few other people are here that we know. Um, you know that you're welcome to ask us questions and also to put in the comment box if you have been using content marketing. We would love to know how and what types of content marketing have worked best for you. To ask a question, put a slash Q in front of it and that question will pop over to us in the question board so that we'll be sure to catch it. The topic, somebody said they wanted to know the topic. You can read the topic right up at the top left of your screen. It's tips for list building using content marketing. Tips for list building using content marketing. Uh, and that's what we're talking about today is how do you use your content in order to market using primarily social media channels. So and we're happy to have everybody here today who has joined us. So be sure to join in the conversation because we love chatting back and forth with you guys. Um, so somebody said they were using a cell phone. They couldn't see the topic. So it's tips for list building using content marketing. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, is um, exactly the point you made, Barney. Sometimes when you know a lot about a particular topic, you don't realize that some of the tiny little things that you know are um, of value to somebody else. To you, they're too simple. But to somebody who's not educated about the topic at all, they can be really of help. So just like you were saying, Marnie, if a person doesn't, um, if a person doesn't even know they're in a dysfunctional relationship, then helping them to identify the t the um, uh, the elements of a dysfunctional relationship, that to you, if, if that's the kind of work that you do in the world, that's just kind of second nature. You don't think it has value, but it does have value. Sometimes that happens to me, I know, because if I talk with somebody who maybe is a brick and mortar retail business and they're not in the online world and they're just making their first steps to getting online, maybe with a Facebook page or maybe they're updating a, an old, old website that they've never really done anything with and they've asked me to come in and help with that, then they don't even know how to set up a Facebook page. And that's so second nature to me that I don't think anybody needs help or training with that or content about that, but in fact, hundreds of thousands of businesses actually do need that content. So when you when you look at your list of content that you wanna share, don't jump in in the middle point of what you know, back it up to the beginning of what you know. And that's what Marnie was saying just a few minutes ago, and I think it's a great point. Yeah, now Nancy brought up, I think it's important for your content to reflect your personality, creates interest and engagement. I think that's totally true. Um, I mean, I think you do that, uh, Sue, with your, you kind of have like a, a little, uh, sassy personality that comes through. <laughs> Got that whole Florida bird, you know, snowbird thing going. <laughs> and, you know, and you had, you know, and all of that, you know, I mean, it's, that's coming out in what you do. 
And you know, I think for you, your personality, I mean, look at, you've been talking a lot about the whole thing about when you were uh, dating and when you, when you were, you know, putting it out there that you wanted somebody to have a relationship with and that ended up happening and then you got married. So that whole thing about seeking relationship and um, how to be really kind of open to what can be brought to you when you're, when you're, that's the road you want to go down. That's kind of been your personality over the past year too. I think everybody puts a little bit of their personal life and their personal pizzazz into what they build as content. And that gives it a little bit of liveliness and a little bit of personality so that it's not just straight facts and figures that you're teaching because people, you know, that goes back to, content is more usable when it's told as a story. So um, an example of that is I wrote a blog post yesterday talking about um, clarity and how important clarity is for really building your business to a high level of success. So I can sit here and I can say, you need clarity in order to build a business. Or I can tell the story of why I wrote that blog post to begin with which is a woman wrote and talked to me about, I want to know if you can help me in my business. I've been to a bunch of coaches and I bought a bunch of products and um, I just know that my business is special and different and I don't really want to do the marketing and I'm already working seven days a week, 10 hours a day. And I want to know, can you guarantee that you can help me? And so and, and I have and I'm very clear about what I want to do and I have utter commitment to what I want to do. And so I told the story about how I wrote her back and said, no, you don't have utter commitment to what you want to do. You have utter commitment to the things that you like in your business, the creative side, but you have no commitment to learning the business to end. So you've been doing it seven years and you haven't made a dime. You're going to. And so that whole story of um, what it means to be clear, it makes more sense if you tell a story than if you just write a lecture about being clear in your business. So those stories make a big difference. Yeah. I mean, anytime I do a, like a self-help book, I start every chapter with a story. Yeah. It re-engages the reader. It keeps them going through the book and it works. It works everywhere. Stories are, yeah. but yeah. you don't want to just tell stories just to be telling stories and then, and don't tie them into anything, you know, they have to link, right. They have to have that little, they have to have, they have to go somewhere. And that's yeah. what we probably need to talk more about. We said it was content marketing for list building. And I know that we have so many people that you and I are both dealing with who were saying it's just harder, harder, harder than ever to build a list. And, um, you know, that's what they have probably have questions about. And actually, we do have a question. So let me read that. Um, and thank you for your question. Do you share relevant content with a resource box to your primary marketing item or to your general website? Um, Typically, you're going to share relevant content with a resource box or something that you want to always have a call to action. And that call to action should always either be a purchase or more likely an invitation to join your list. So that's how you build your list. Then you're going to have reach out strategies after they're on your list that eventually lead to a sale. So the mistake that I see people make in content is putting it out there and then not having a call to action in the content. So if people like it and they want to follow through and they want to get on your list and they want to get something else from you or maybe something about that particular piece of content, they don't have anywhere to go. So the answer is yes, resource boxes and an ability to sign up to get more information or to get to know you better is exactly the purpose of content marketing. Mark, Marnie, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I would add to it that uh, 
you get better results, and I've seen this through 14 years of idea marketers and article marketing, the more specific you can make the resource box to the content of what you wrote, the better yeah. the results. So instead yeah. of sending somebody straight to just say the homepage and make them have to hunt for this particular product that you're trying to promote with this piece of content, send them directly to some kind of opt-in that will get them information on that product so that yeah. they're, they're in the stream for it. So each of your products should have some kind of lead generator, some opt-in thing. And then you take that piece of content and you lead them to the opt-in for that particular item so that it's, you don't want them having to hunt. You, you right. want fewest steps possible for them. And you know, it's irritating and it happens to me all the time. And Marty, I know it happens to you. I'll see something on the web and I'll say, click here to read more and I'll click. And of course I want it to take me to exactly that place where I can read more. Right. And instead it just takes me to the general landing page of the website. And I have no idea where to find the rest of that content that I started with the, I started with the sentence, you know, that I saw online, like maybe in a tweet or something that irritates me and I always click away. And then that person has lost the opportunity to engage me. Um, now some, I see that Nancy also wrote in into the chat box. She didn't put it as a question. She said, I'm seeing resistance to a list and much greater engagement in Facebook groups. Do you see that too? Marnie, do you have anything to say about that? I get people that ask me, do I need to, do I even need a list anymore? Cause I'm like anybody's, and what do we have to say about that, Marnie? <laughs> I think you still need it. You know, it, it is slower. I, I think building a email list is slower. Um, what you should be doing as well is if you see that your audience is on Facebook, you should be capturing that audience and you can yes. do it very easily with um, video views. Um, if you set up your videos within the power editor, it has to be done there. If you do it anywhere else, it won't work. You can't do a page right. boost or whatever. Um, if you set your videos up in there, it will start building an audience, a custom audience of everybody who looked at your video in any form or fashion. And then another list for everybody who watched the whole thing. So you'll, for each video, you'll get a, a list of people who looked at any part of it. And then a list of people who watched hundred percent of it. And then you can go back and target your ads to those people. So you're gathering a list. Now it's in Facebook's world and who knows what they could do with it. And so I wouldn't trust it as my only list. And that's why I recommend go ahead and have an email list and be building that even if it's slow. Um, but I think you're right that people, they're much more hesitant to give their name and email address than they used to be. You really got to give them something valuable. I do it all the time. I'm always filling out forms to get things if it's, powerful and it's a good thing. Now, if it was just mealy mouth or, you know, half interested, I'm not, I, I, when I sign up and give my name and email, it's for something that I really need. I want to know what that person's talking about. I have, it's, it's hitting a core need for me and I will fill it out. There's no hesitation to give my email address and I get yeah. tons of email. Yeah. So. And that, that builds, that brings up a couple of other things we should mention about content. Um, yeah. And to go back to Nancy's th thing about the Facebook groups, I do have a Facebook group. And if there are women entrepreneurs on here listening to it who would like to private message me on Facebook about joining, you're welcome to do that. The Facebook group is called Salon for Women Entrepreneurs. And the whole point of it 
is to give us a place to have community and share resources back and forth. And it has grown very, very rapidly. I would be doing a disservice to my business if I didn't in some form or fashion seek eventually to get the people who are in that Facebook group on my list through some kind of giveaway or something eventually. So as Marnie said, you know, you always want to own your list. You can have a list on Facebook, you can have a list on Twitter and it can all disappear tomorrow. So you have to always keep in mind that um, your business is your list. The value of your business is the value of your list. Not to have names on it, just to have names on it. That's a whole different conversation. But to have names on it of people who really want to know about you and who might want to do business with you. Allie um, uh, Brown, who I used to coach with, says the list is the goose that lays the golden egg. And she is right. You always want to be able, you don't want to, have yourself in a place where you could lose that list tomorrow because of something that some social media platform did. Now there is somebody is saying five years ago, people told me social media was the way to go. Those people have jobs. Now I have a list and a business and um, that's at, at rocker life coach. I'm not sure what exactly she means by that. I'm assuming she's saying um, she was told to put her list on social media and Instead, she focused on building her list, her house list that she owns in an email server in a, in a CRM system. And other people just built lists on social media and then that got watered down. So, yes, you're right. It, you do have to have your own list and, you and that is your business. Your business is as strong as your list. Yes, exactly. Thanks for that comment, Rocker Life Coach. Appreciate it. If you have any other questions, be sure to put them in the question box for us. We're happy to answer your questions. And Marnie, I cut you off. What were you going to say? I was going to say, it looks like Nancy said she uses her group to build the list. So that's kind of what you were saying about your salon yeah. thing. Your, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a great, I mean, I really believe wholeheartedly in working collaboratively and in uh, women entrepreneurs and men entrepreneurs supporting each other. So, you know, it's a great place to go get a quick question answered. And it's a great place also to meet a community where if you ever do need to go hire help, you already know some people in that community and you trust them because you've worked with them and know them informally through the community. That's always worked well for me. I don't ever hire anybody to help with my business anymore without having either knowing them directly or highly having a high recommendation from somebody else in the online world, because I know so many people in the online world. And Marnie, I'm sure that's exactly the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at some of the comments that people put in. Uh, Janet asked if your group is private. Have you got it set up as closed and they have to? Yeah. yeah the Facebook group Salon for Women Entrepreneurs is a private group. In fact, it's a secret group. If you're interested in joining it, you need to send me a private message on Facebook and I'll talk with you and invite you in. But it is a secret group. And Rocker Life Coach is saying use social media to build community and engage and and then um get people to join you offline or on your list. And that's exactly right. You can use it for brick and mortar. You know, I work with a, a PT place right now who, you know, they're brick and mortar. They want people to come in and, and do PT with them, but they build community by answering questions and doing things on the on, in the online world that bring people into their brick and mortar business. Yeah. Anything else, Barney? 
don't know. Any more questions? I know what I was going to say. Um, as far as list content marketing and you, you want to have content, you want to have a call to action, and then you want that to go to your list. But on top of your content, you want to have a title. And while Marty was saying that it was harder to build lists and harder to get people to opt in, those titles really have to be in, engaging and hit it on the money and be compelling because titles are what is going to send people into the rest of your content. Some, I read a statistic the other day, something like um, only 20% of people will read more than your title. So what you have to do is you have to, the whole purpose of the title, the title has one purpose. The one purpose is to get people to read the rest of your content. The content has one purpose. The content purpose is to get people to say, I want to know more from this person and I'm going to join their list. That's how you list build. But you have one purpose in the title, one purpose in the content, and then you invite them to your list. And as Marnie said, the more specific you can make that call to action that has to do with the content, the better off you are. Because for then, you'll know what kinds of topics people are interested in in all the wealth of what it is you have to offer them. That makes sense? Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I noticed as well with titles is I always want to do some catchy, cute title, you know, maybe or whatever. And they don't pull as well as something that's just very ha specific. How to know if you're in a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. And it's got keyword rich in that title. It's going to come up better on search engines, if, you know, if it's yeah. on your blog or whatever. Um, if you try to get all cutesy with it or use jargon or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Even though I love to do it. It's, it's I know. Or double entendres. They don't work. I know. I can, can, I can, I'm really good at thinking up catchy titles. The catchy titles are not the things that pull. So, so forget yeah. the type catchy title thing. It really does have to pull. And Marnie made a great point. You do want to have some keyword in there. You know, even if it's a long tail, long phrase keyword, that's going to help you. Yeah. Do we have any other questions before we end? Because we're just about at the end of our half hour. So if there are any other questions or if you want to clap your hands and tell us you've enjoyed the content or any other comments that you want to put in the chat box, you can let us know. Um, we will be uh, doing a blab again next week. I guess, Marnie, but you and I have been bad about not setting that up. So we need to go ahead and do that. Probably it will be um, either on Tuesday or Thursday, I'd say. And, you know, you can always, if you subscribe, to us on Blab, then you'll get a notice about when it is. Anything else you want to say? Somebody else says, this is great info. Thank you for doing this. You're welcome. That's that's what the Peep Show is all about, where we try to pull back the curtains on our businesses and give you a little peep as to what's going on. Marnie, anything Hi. else you want to say? Hey, family tree girl. Hey, how you doing, Carolyn? Uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to thank everybody for showing up and asking questions and commenting. I mean, a lot of you know your stuff and uh, I appreciate your um, comments that you've made that are contributing to the content of the show as well. So thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. This is Marnie and Sue shining off from the Pete Show. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.